Hey everybody, John Fenn here, Church Without Walls International, C-W-O-W-I.org. Hey, we are a house church network uh, celebrating the gathering of the saints in the home based on the family, extending outward to family, friends, neighbors, and co-workers, and the person of peace who wants to learn about the Lord. But primarily we do things the, the way they did it in the uh, the New Testament and the way they did it historically for the first 300 years, which is rotate homes, rotate who leads. As we outgrow a home, then we just multiply out and everyone, or at least many of them, have been used to hosting and, and leading, so it just naturally multiplies out. That's how they went from 120 at Pentecost to to saturating the Roman Empire in under 300 years. So that's what we do, and now a network in over 50 nations. And visit our website, cwowi.org. Sign up for my weekly thoughts, which is a weekly teaching that comes out on Friday mornings, U.S. time. And it's in there and in my monthly newsletters uh, that come out by email about the 20th of each month. That's where we put new information about our meetings, our Zoom meetings, uh, conferences, things of that nature. Also prophetic words, the things that the Lord has spoken to me. Uh, as I'm recording this right now in February of 2022, uh, you know, I'm sharing this, uh, some prophetic things the Lord sh shared with me. And, uh, but I, I just to our group, I'm, I don't put prophetic things on the web anymore. Too many trolls, too much, uh, ridiculousness out there. And, you know, I have to minister to the, according to the grace given to me and to the people that God gives me. So, uh, that's why I urge you to sign up for my weekly thoughts and, and such in my e-newsletter. Anyway, today talk, talking about or asking the question, how do we pray for those that we love? How do we pray for the saved loved ones and the unsaved loved ones? How about people struggling with addictions? How about people, you know, having having uh, situations in the world uh, that they've experienced and, and we want them to so come to Christ? And even maybe if they're Christians, but they're just entangled in, in a mess. Well, how do we pray? Well, our pattern is is scripture, of course. But you have to understand there's a... There's a um, there's a, a process by which the Father draws us to himself. In John chapter 6 and verse 40, Jesus said this. He said, those who see the Son believe on him. And so he sets up something right there. He says, those who see the Son then believe on him. And in, in verse 45, just five verses later, he says this. He says, it is written that all will be taught of God. Therefore, everyone who has heard and learned of the Father comes to me. And that learning and hearing of the Father, people don't even realize it's the Father God dealing with their heart. It's what the Bible calls enlightenment or, or opening the eyes of our understanding. In Matthew chapter 16 and verse 17, after Jesus said, who does everybody say that I am? Uh, and then he said, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, you're blessed, Simon Peter, because... Flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. See, Peter was thinking about the things of Jesus, the claims of Jesus, the things that he had seen. And the Father worked on his heart to give him the revelation that Jesus is the Christ. He who sees the Son then believes on him. He who is, is learned and taught of the Father then comes to the Son. John chapter 6, verse 40 and verse 45. There is that process of enlightenment. Uh, in Hebrews 6, 4, Paul mentions though it's impossible for those who were once enlightened and then tasted of the heavenly gift and the powers of the age to come, the good word of God, if they fall away to renew them to repentance. But it starts out with enlightened. Enlightened meaning they have the divine revelation that Jesus is Lord and they have to do something about it. Then he says, tasted of the heavenly gift, that's being born again. Then he says, the, the powers of the age to come, that's the gifts of the Spirit. Um, 
And so the, that word enlightenment is there. So the question is, how do you pray for someone who you love that's going through things and struggling for things, uh, with things? Well, Paul wrote to the Ephesians, and these Ephesians were believers, but they were struggling with their past. If you, for instance, were to read Ephesians chapter 4, you'll see all the struggles that they had, sexual struggles, relationship struggles, uh, the old man, the, the old man, the unrenewed man. Remember Ephesus... Um, experienced uh, such a revival, if you will, or such a pouring out of God's Spirit. When Paul was, in Acts chapter 19, it says Paul taught daily in a school of a guy named Tyrannus um, in Ephesus, and that would have been from about, during their siesta time, from about 11 a.m. to about 1600 or about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And that's when the schools were open and things of that nature. So Paul taught daily. And it, and, and the, the gospel so affected uh, Ephesus, that people came and burned their books on a cult and everything else, and it affected the economy so that um, the um, the idol makers uh, in the town, in the city, uh, and Ephesus was, what, 250,000 people or so at that time, uh, the idol makers uh, and everything caused a riot because so many people were coming to the Lord, burning their occult books and their statues and their idols and everything, and getting rid of it, that it was affecting the economy of the local statue idol makers. And so it was a huge thing. But so they struggled. They'd been in the occult. They'd been in different things like this. So in Ephesians chapter 1, Verses 17, 18, 19, 20, Paul says this. He says, I, I ask the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ that he would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him so that the eyes of your understanding could be enlightened to know the invitation that you have in him. And he says in verse 19 and continuing, he says this, and to know the power of of the Father, which is towards us, and it's that same power he used to raise Jesus from the dead. So the resurrection power that of the Father God that raised Jesus from the dead is available to us. And Paul starts it out in Ephesians 1.17 saying, I pray that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened to know, to know these things. And so that's how you pray for, for an, such an individual. There's, um, Paul, Paul mentions another prayer for them in Ephesians chapter 3, from verses 14 through 19. And I'll, I'll specifically start, uh, actually verse 20, and I'll specifically uh, zero in on verse 17. But Paul says this in verse 14 of Ephesians 3. He said, For this reason I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to his power, uh, the riches of his in the riches of his glory by his spirit that you would be strengthened in your inner man and you would understand or you would see or let me see if I've got it can write it out here uh, that you uh, having your being strengthened by his spirit would be able to comprehend with all the saints the height depth length breadth and and full volume of the love of Christ that is beyond human knowledge. So Paul is praying there that you would be strengthened by his spirit, that the Father would do that and give you a knowledge which is beyond knowledge, is what he said in Ephesians 3, uh, 17 through 19. And specifically in verse 17, he says this, that this enlightenment has this power, has this ability to work in us. He says that you would be rooted and grounded in agape love, that is unconditional love. So it's interesting to see this, that the Father, that the prayers for the Apostle, the Apostle Paul prays for them, 
are that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened so they would know the invitation, the hope of the call that he has for them. And it's it's the power that the Father used to raise Jesus from the dead, and that is available and working within us. And he also prayed in Ephesians 3, uh, from verse 14 all the way down to verse 20, he said this, that the Father would strengthen you by his Spirit in your inner man so that you can be rooted and grounded in the unconditional love by knowing and being able to comprehend love which is beyond knowing. So what does so I want to go back to verse Ephesians 3:17 rooted and grounded in love. That is a cross reference to something Jesus said in Mark 4:17. And there and this is still why are we praying for people who are struggling those that we love Christians and non-Christians alike that we we want to come to the Lord or we want them to 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 find peace in their lives. Well in Mark 4:17 Jesus talks about those who have no root in themselves. And so they, the, because they have no root in themselves, they struggle against affliction, which is the, the situation, the circumstances of life, and also persecution, which at its core, persecution is just one person's opinion against you. It's another person's opinion against you. And Jesus said in Mark 4, 17, in the parable of the sower, those who have no root in themselves struggle, they stumble against the pressures of life and the pressures of other people's opinions. Mark 4, 17. And so he says this because they do this because they are not rooted and grounded in love. They have no root in themselves. We look at that rooting over in Ephesians 3.17 and find out that it's rooted and grounded in love. The people that you're praying for, that you need the eyes of their understanding to be opened, they are probably lacking a rooting in love. Somewhere along their life, in their childhood or somewhere, they lacked agape love. They did not know that they were loved unconditionally. And Paul is praying that the Father would open the eyes of their understanding so they would know the love of their Father that he loves them unconditionally. And he starts this process in their lives of opening their heart, opening their understanding, getting them thinking about the claims of Jesus, their purpose in life. Why are they on the planet? What is, is available for them? And the Father very subtly starts working on them from the inside out. So that's how you pray. Pray for a person's the eyes of their understanding. Realize that this process can take days, weeks, months, years before they actually act on it. But that's how you pray. I hope that's been a blessing to you. C-W-O-W-I dot O-R-G. All right, God bless.